Ion 2020, episode 300. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, host of Ion 2020. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know that it is official that police brutality and uh, racism is no longer on the list of things that the news is going to be talking about from here until about the next two or three weeks. You'll have all COVID all day again because of the case count going up and all that uh, stuff that's going on. So I'm just letting you guys know first that that's how it's going to be, okay? Because obviously racism is no longer an issue in America uh, it does not make make the uh, Congress get anywhere with new bills and stuff like that at this point. So they've moved on from that. So has the news. So has the media who takes their marching orders from, you know, Washington, D.C. in the liberal slash conservative agenda that they have. And they'll be they'll be moving on from any of the uh, police brutality, you know, changing the police departments, uh, maybe get... Uh, having better training for these police officers, things like that, you know, they'll be moving on from that because it was kind of played out at that point, you know, because all the riots and the looting and stuff like that, that kind of messed up the whole messaging of police brutality. And they tried to turn it into racism and so forth um, and tried to change the messaging over, which helped them out a little bit, I guess. Uh, But yeah, now it's, now they've moved on from all that stuff as well. I really wish the focus, I said this on previous shows, I really wish the focus did on police brutality and ending the laws that are causing all of the so-called systemic racism. Uh, the laws are the problem, guys, and that's the, that is that really comes down to it. There's too many laws. They've moved on from that, though. They went into racism. They went into uh, how how we need to change the system. We need to take down all the Confederate flags. We need to take down all of the monuments. All that stuff that divides people, they went right to those things rather than focusing on the one thing that they could have kept the focus on, which is a knee on George George Floyd's neck. And the reason why cops are over-policing. They could have focused on that stuff, but they didn't. They they moved on from that now, though, you know? They moved on from that a couple weeks ago when it became all about racism and stuff. But the real issue was the fact that police officers are not held accountable in those situations where they do kill somebody or take away somebody's rights. But the real real reason that's behind it, the root of the problem, is the laws. And the I think the number one root of the problem is the drug war, the war on drugs. And that's the thing that they need to fix. If there was no if there was no war on drugs, if drug addiction and drug use was treated as a medical problem 
in that sense. Like, for example, somebody that smokes pot every day, are they really going to need to go to rehab because they smoke pot? Not even every day, because most people don't smoke, smoke pot every day. Most people are casual users of most of the drugs that they would do, right? So, if you treat it as a medical condition rather than a crime. And that's the problem. So in the inner cities, you do have that protection of the black market. There's a black market for drug use out there. It's not sold in stores. You can't go to the store and buy yourself some marijuana. In most states, I guess in Colorado you can. But you can't go to the the store and get yourself, you know, cocaine or heroin or whatever you want to get. So obviously there's going to be a black market for those things. And they can't have a retail store where you walk in and you pay for the legitimate thing. You can't market on, or you can't like have a sign out there that says, we sell this, we sell that. So there becomes a black market and they have to protect their turf. Person pulls up in the car, someone walks over there, gives them their drugs, and then they drive off. And that corner has to be protected. So they all have their, their, the entire system is based around criminality of protecting that turf, of making sure that we keep an eye out for the cops, making sure we keep an eye out for the man. If somebody else tries to get onto our turf, we beat the crap out of them, we kill them. If they infringe upon us too much, we take out their entire gang if we have to. Gangs are developed in order to protect all this stuff. And then there's violence that goes along with that because you're in a criminal organization at that point. And the expectation is that you're going to be criminal, that you're going to be hard, that you're going to be tough. You don't have people going out, you know, knocking off the local liquor store for, for, for liquor, for alcohol. I mean, I guess that happens sometimes, but you don't have the local liquor store down the road taking out the, the competitor that opens up a couple blocks over. That doesn't happen. But there's a black market all around it, and that's the that they should have be fo- they should be focusing on that the inconsistencies in our legal system, all the laws that make it so that it criminalizes poverty in some ways. Because who gets into drug dealing? Yeah, maybe the the rich kid who has some money gets into drug dealing, but most of the time, it's the inner city youth who are looking to make some money, some quick money. Because there's no jobs in McDonald's. There's no jobs in Burger King. There's no jobs down the road at the grocery store. There's not enough jobs in that area for them. So what better way to make a cup quick buck when you're 13 years old than become the lookout guy for the local drug dealers, you know? And that leads you to a life of crime. Life of criminality. And the cops are over-policing the area cops look at all the black kids or all those kids on that street corner maybe the Latino kids whatever, depends on where you're at might be the white kids or the Italian kids or whatever they look at them as criminals so when they come walking up to them they have their hand on their gun they're ready to go so that's what they need to be focusing on that's what they should have been focusing on but they're not So now we are on. We're moving on, though. We have moved on, guys. We really have. And it's being moved on now back to COVID-19. Texas, Florida, South Carolina, spikes spikes in the number of new cases. 
We need to shut things down. Everyone's talking about shutting things down again. We need to slow this down. Make sure that people are not out there at bars. In Florida, they decided that they're going to stop selling alcohol at bars because it's not all the protests over the last month or so that caused the spike in coronavirus cases. It's the people going out to bars, which is a combination of both. But no one says anything about the protests. Nobody even mentioned the protests as possibly causing people to... or causes the spread of the virus. Nobody talked about that. What they talked about was, now they're talking about the the spread of it, the bars and the beaches and so forth. But it's a combination of everything. It's a combination of both that would cause it to spread. It is a spreadable virus. And I hear people that claim and they, they get upset about wearing masks. I think the, the thing that a lot of libertarians get upset about is the forced wearing the mask. Because I've said this in the past and I say it again. Government should not be getting politically involved in this stuff in the sense of recommendations for masks, yes. If people were only given recommendations by maybe their local hospital or their local the local um, health department maybe says, yes, we strongly recommend masks and we strongly recommend that, you know, if you're a restaurant, have seating capacity limited. Things like that. I'm pretty sure most people would go along with it. But when Donald Trump is up there standing up and saying, or not wearing a mask, and, and kind of like laughing at the idea of using masks, then it politicizes the entire plan. And then the Democrats start criticizing Donald Trump, so it makes the supporters of Donald Trump dig in further in the idea that you shouldn't wear a mask or they're not going to make me or burn my mask or whatever. But the politicians get involved in it and it politicizes the issue. And that's what's going on right now. We're back again to shutting down, shutting everything down. In Florida, South Carolina... Texas, a few other states as well. They're seeing spikes. Are those spikes caused by increases in testing? I mean, nobody will say it, but I, I suspect that a lot of it is the increases in the testing. And then also, on top of that, you have an increase in the younger people that are getting it. And I heard someone on the radio today saying, well, young people, or people thought that young people can't get it. And that's not true. Young people, they knew that young people can get it. They just know that they're not as symptomatic or likely to have symptoms from it. Or likely to die from it. I mean, you could go to the CDC website and see the numbers for yourself. It's like under 24, that age group, there's like a couple hundred deaths. And I don't know exactly what the number is now, but it's like not very many deaths at all in the grand scheme of things. You're very unlikely to die from COVID if you're under 24. That doesn't, that's not me. I'm over 24. But if you're in the under 24 category, then, then you're not likely to get it. They're not likely to have symptoms of it. You're likely to get it just like anyone else can get it, but you'll probably be asymptomatic. If you just look at the facts, that's the facts of the matter. So when those people are going out, I mean, we might as well just, in that situation, 
shouldn't they be in saying, like in Sweden, don't shut down the schools? Those kids get it. It travels through them all. And maybe you build some herd, herd immunity at that level. I mean, that's not my recommendation because obviously uh, I would be liable if someone took took my word on this, I guess. I'm no doctor or, you know, disease infection, infectious disease doctor or anything like that. So don't take my word. It just seems like it makes rational sense to lock up, the not lock up, but like tell the people that are, you know, highest risk to stay home and then everyone else just kind of, you know, goes with their day and gets it and gets it over with, you know? So it seems like to me. And they were criticizing Sweden over the last couple weeks, over the last couple of weeks or so. They've been criticizing Sweden. But Sweden's seeing very few ICU cases at this point. They're going down dramatically from their peak in April. And this is my suspicion with Sweden is that they won't see as hard of a second wave during cold and flu season. That's what I suspect is going to happen in Sweden. If they have 25, 30% of people that have already gotten it, then the likelihood of the rest of those 75% of people that can get it, or 70% of those people that can get it, there's going to be less of them that actually get it until they get up to the point where there's 50, 60% of the people that have it. And then at that point, you have some sort of herd immunity going on. And will they have as hard of, get as hit hard by it in November, December? In America, in places where they lock down, I suspect they will. And they'll have to stay locked down. They'll have to continue to lock down. Norway, Finland, Denmark, Germany where they've been really on top of it to the detriment of their economies they're the ones that'll end up having to lock down again where Sweden may not have to it's not over guys you can't take today's number and decide okay look how great Denmark Finland or wherever is doing you can't take today's number and say look how good Wisconsin's doing or Massachusetts doing or Vermont's doing because it's not over with it continues to have more infections and take more lives or whatever is going on. But what's the best approach towards the second wave, which might or most likely will happen in November, December during cold and flu season? Do we destroy the entire economy? Do we destroy people's life savings? I've been saying that from the beginning. That's not the option that they should go with. They really should not. It should be personal responsibility. I've said that from the beginning. Personal responsibility is the key to this situation. And if you're in a high-risk group, take responsibility for yourself. Don't go into public. Don't go into situations that are high-risk. Go to the grocery store early. Maybe call ahead to the grocery store and say, Hey, is there... You know, is there a time of day where I should come in if I'm high risk? Or can you deliver my groceries out to me? There's lots of options for you if you're high risk. If you're high risk, work from home. Most employers are very flexible on that right now. Not all. 
but you have to take personal responsibility. And if you feel like you're not going to catch it and you do and you get hurt, something happens, that's your fault. Personal responsibility. Don't place that blame on other people at that point. You're the one that went into that higher situation. I'm the one that went to that restaurant on Saturday night. I'm the one that went out to the swimming pool where there's other people at. And I happened to catch it. That's my fault at that point. But we need to focus in on the personal responsibility of this. And that's that's what I've been preaching from the very beginning. Since March, when I started doing shows on COVID-19, when I started focusing in on COVID-19, I said there's a personal responsibility is the issue. Americans understand personal responsibility to a point. I mean, honestly, a lot of people are taking personal responsibility right now. If you... I was out today, and I'm looking, and you see a lot of people wearing masks. Not because they're forced to, but because they want to. Not because they've looked at all the research, but because they want to. Because they've been told it's a good idea. Are they the sheeple that people talk about? Are they sheep? No, they're taking personal responsibility. If they're out, they're going to wear a mask. That's their decision. They should wear a mask if they want to. No one should criticize them if they wear a mask. But you have the Trump people that seem like they criticize people that wear masks. You know what? That's okay with me. That's okay with me. I think if I was going to a highly, you know, into a place that has a lot of people there, I would wear a mask. If a sign on the door said, we require a mask, that's your choice. I will wear a mask when I walk into your store then. I'm not going to get upset about it. If Walmart says, wear a mask, then wear a mask. There's this big thing online of this guy walking into Walmart and he gets tackled by the security people. I don't know that that's the right thing to do, but he just walks right through the door. Well, that's their requirement. Then wear a mask. That's your, that's what they require. Yeah, the city said to do it. When the government tells people to do it, it really pushes them off, push, pushes people away. That becomes a politicized issue. So yeah, that's what I wanted to mention to you guys today is that um, systemic racism, that's off the table right now. They're not going to be talking about that on the news anymore. Um, You're not going to be hearing about police brutality or nothing like that. It's going to be all COVID for the time being, especially since there's nothing going on with the political election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Jorgensen, she seems like she's getting a lot of publicity. I see on her... It's like she has a Facebook group and there's a lot of like trolls that come on there and they're dropping these little things like, oh yeah, well, what would she do about this and this and this? And it seems like they're trolling because it seems like they're just trying to set these little, like the way that it's worded is not how anyone would word it as just trying to inquire. It always starts off as, hey, I am all about personal freedom, but what does Joe Jorgensen think about da 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 da? And every single time, it's like trying to plant these little seeds of doubt. Or then, why would you vote for Joe Jorgensen? It's a waste of your vote and all that. Like, these people... seems like there's a lot of trolls on there, but... You know, if you follow her website, at least you can... Or her Facebook page, at least you can see those conversations that are going on. Maybe you can respond to them in a, you know, nice way as well. A way that would kind of influence people in the direction towards voting. Maybe for a third party, that would be great. 
I am totally against the two-party system. I think that is a terrible, a terrible thing when the Republicans and the Democrats pretty much own Washington, own your vote, own the entire system that we have politically. And standing up and saying no, voting for that third party, I think is a very strong thing to do, so I support that. Um, what about Donald Trump, though? That's another thing that I wanted to bring up today. Donald Trump, I... I was looking for the the uh, tweet that he posted, but they took it down. But it was a video down in the Villages, Florida, which I've actually been to the Villages, Florida before. One of my a family member of mine or an in-law of mine uh, goes down there and stays there for a couple of months every year. And apparently, one of the people is in a golf cart and they're driving through little protest, and people start yelling at him, shouting him because he's wearing, I guess, he has a Trump flag or something like that, and. He starts screaming, white, white power, white power, or something like that, right? And uh, it got on video. And then Donald Trump, I guarantee you this is what happened, is he sees villages, and then the picture has Trump on the freaking golf cart somewhere. And Donald Trump doesn't even watch the video because literally eight, nine seconds into it, the guy's screaming, white power, white power. And uh, I guarantee you Donald Trump just sees that and he says, love the people in the villages, they support me, and then he's blasted off. Nobody vetted the damn tweet, first of all. And I guarantee you that's what he did. And then boom, it goes out and then it becomes... Donald Trump is racist, and look at him, and he's whistle blowing the whistle to the racists out there and the white supremacists out there and all that. And uh, I just think, I mean, my personal feeling, and I guess I'm apologizing for the guy, and I hate to be an apologist for him, but I think that he's so shallow and such an idiot that he would actually post something without actually watching the video because the person has a Trump hat on or some crap. And then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, it blows up in his face, which that's because he's an idiot. That's because he's stupid. Um, Nobody is going to post a video of somebody screaming white power in a positive light. I guess unless you are a a neo-Nazi or something on a neo-Nazi site on like an Onion browser or something, you know. But you're not going to post white power as a positive thing knowingly doing it that would be absolutely insane that's a death nail but i listened to i was listening to sway in the morning on one of the xm serious radio stations was like one of the rap stations and they always have a little political conversation so i'll listen in just to see what there's a lot of african-americans that call into that show so i'm just trying to get the pulse on what some people in the african-american community are saying and i i I don't take the word as the African-American community believes this because it's just somebody's opinion. I never say, oh, black people believe this because somebody on Sway in the Morning said this, or a black man said this, so that's the view of all black people. Like, I never take that view. I never take that view if it's somebody representing the Tea Party or any other group as well. Usually it's just somebody's opinion. But um, on that station, somebody was saying that uh, they believe that Donald Trump was just saying they're sending this tweet out there because it was a dog whistle to the racists, and he feels like he can put stuff out there and then just walk it back 
and everyone will believe that it was a mistake, but it actually got out to the people that he intended it to get out to. Are there really that many racist, white supremacists out there that are not offended by someone saying white power? And I'm not offended by it per se, but I turn my nose up to it. It's stupid to say that. Like, it doesn't offend me personally, but I can see how it would offend a black person personally. I'm a white person, so... But I'm offended by it in the sense that it's stupid to say that. Like, there's no reason to say white power. Especially on... I mean, especially in that situation there. And there's nobody that would be, like, thinking to themselves, Oh, that's a great thing. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump because he posted something that said white power. Like, most people are going to say, Holy crap! That was stupid. That's an idiotic thing to do. That makes me respect Donald Trump that much more because he would post something like that intentionally or even unintentionally because he just looks at somebody with a freaking Donald Trump hat and is going to repost it without even looking at it because you're that egotistical. So it makes me just respect him even less because he'd be willing to do that. And I think most people are the same way. Most of his followers will just sit there and say, oh, well, you know, it was just a mistake and he doesn't really believe that and, and offend and defend him and all that. But I say, whether it was a mistake or not, and I, I would assume it most likely is a mistake, you're an idiot for posting something like that without watching it because you posted it and didn't even watch it. And now it blows up in your face. You just have somebody behind the scenes that has some kind of control over your Twitter account that would make it so that you cannot just get crazy ass shit or crazy stuff out there like that. Sorry. Excuse my language. That's idiotic, you know? But anyway, that that's that's like things that Donald Trump does all the time, I guess. But the way that people perceive it now is that and that's the way that this lady perceived it on this way in the morning is that he was dog whistling to his people. I just don't, I mean, how many people out there in America, maybe in Idaho, I mean, I've heard in Idaho, there's a lot of people that are like um, white nationalists out there in like Western part of the Washington state. There's a lot of like white nationalists out there, but I, and, and that, that's, I don't even know if that's true or not. Militia groups, are they really white nationalists? All of them? I don't, I doubt that. That's why I heard there's a lot of militia groups out there, but people get painted as racist all the time who are not racist. I mean, there's books out there that say that all white people are racist. So that's assuming that every white person's a racist then, you know? That's what, that's what, I mean, there's liberal authors out there that say, just because you're white, you're a racist. All white people are racist. There's nothing you can do about it. That's what they say. So, um, are there really white nationalist groups out there? Are there that many people out there? That Donald Trump would do that just to dog whistle. I just cannot believe that that's true. Because I've never met somebody personally that's like a a (laughs) neo-Nazi. You know? I've never met a neo-Nazi. You see videos of it. You see like a hundred people assemble in Virginia, I guess, that supposedly were neo-Nazis. Right, I, I guess they were. I mean, you could you could see by the flags that they had. So, um, but then also in Boston, when they did another, they decided to have another rally like two weeks later or something. Like 
50 people showed up. There's not that big of a group of people that would be the dog whistle for that. So that doesn't make sense to me. So it's obviously a mistake in some way, but it's not a, it's a mistake that you're an idiot for posting anything without actually looking at the video. Um, and that's it. So the other thing I wanted to talk about today was, and it kind of gets into the thing that I just said, is that all that there's books out there that say like all white people are racist. And then there was also something that I was hearing the other day. Oh, that's what it was. I was watching um, CBS Sunday Morning, and they were there was one person that kind of subtly said something, and and I caught on to it. And it was one of the people that were um, maybe a comedian that does these little acts on that show. And they said it's okay for people to call out people for their racism it's okay for you to call out somebody for their racism that you should call people out for their racism and I was thinking about that so and but if you take the that and also the idea that all white people are racist that which is a liberal idea and put those together then you have the works for a lot of due processes go, that goes away you should call up people with their racism so if you're white you're racist so you should call them out for that in that sense But or if you say something that's blatantly racist you should call them out for that but what what it comes down to when I think about that is it puts you in a situation where due process is not being used to call you out for something that isn't necessarily criminal but it's stupid right but then it puts people on their toes that they're going to start looking for racist people and looking for things to show people as racist and all that. And then it puts a lot of people that might be, might be completely innocent of something in a situation where they're being yelled at and screamed at and even violently, you know, even have acts of violence directed towards them for something they said or something that they didn't really mean, or something that was a joke, or something that was taken out of context. It could put a person that's completely innocent in a situation where people are yelling at them, screaming at them, or even doing violence towards them. Because I have heard this said by people that you should act violently towards these people. Remember the idea of punch a Nazi or something? Punch a fascist? Fascist? Or fascist? But then you could also... Say, and I've heard people on, on the news saying that you should be violent towards racists. So if all white people are racist, is that saying that you should be violent towards all white people? Can that be taken to the logical conclusion? I don't know. But that, it, it kind of worries me. That's what I want to talk about, is it kind of worries me that you would be going down that road. Because all it's doing is causing division. And that's what they want, though. I said this on the last show. They want division among the people they want you to choose your tribe and them to choose their tribe and this group to choose their tribe and this group to choose their tribe and everyone to separate and become groups so that they can use that to divide you so that they can keep getting your votes so that they can keep control so they can keep power so all white people are racist. Let's polarize that idea right there and make it so that people will scream out or apologize for being white or whatever. And you see that on the news. And it's just wrong. We are one, like we're Americans, we're people, we're human beings. We all have differences. We all have differences of opinion. 
We all have different cultural things that go along with our lives. You have Italians, Hispanics, blacks. You have like different groups, Jewish people. They all have different, you know, cultural things about them of what their groups do or whatever, you know? There is something something called culture out there. When a specific nationality comes to America, they're going to kind of gather into a certain area. You have little Italy, you have little you have China, you know Chinatown. When you go to New York, there's different areas where people will live who might be from Nigeria or from India or from South America or from Cuba or from Puerto Rico. They gather into certain places because they know that their culture will be there. And that they'll be able to succeed more because of the group that they're gathered into. That's a good thing. But we don't need to divide these groups against each other. And that's what the politicians are trying to do. And that sickens me. And that's by doing this whole thing of, hey, you know what? It's okay to go out there and call somebody out on this stuff. It gets people looking for things to call people out on. But does that lead to violence down the road? That's my fear, is that it leads to violence down the road. It leads to people rationalizing violence against people just because of they're a white male or something. I'm a white male. Terrifies me if that was the case. Because I feel like, in my mind, I feel like, I mean, they say I'm a racist or whatever, but I just, I mean, not because I have black friends, but I don't think that I'm a racist, you know? And I don't think that most people that I've met that are white males are racist either, so... Um, but I, I have seen them on Facebook. I really have. And that made me sick the other day. That was actually one that was in a Ron Paul group. And somebody posted something that was just absolutely... I'm never going to talk about it here. But it just... It was despicable to have on a Ron Paul... And it wasn't even... Ron Paul is not even associated with this page. But it was like Ron Paul Forever group or something. And uh, some of those posts was just blatantly racist bullcrap on there. And I was like, I just posted, I don't think that this should be on this on this page, man. I really don't. Because um, you don't want to associate Ron Paul, who's a very good guy. Absolutely not a racist by any means. And you don't want to have that stuff on there. But anyway, guys, I'll get off of that high horse there. I just, it just, I, it just worries me that not only will the calling people out for this stuff and being, you know, I guess it's called anti-racist, where you're supposed to actually force people not to be racist... They can't force somebody to change their mind about something if they feel like in their mind they don't like a certain group. Like, if you're a black guy and you don't like white people, you can't force that person to start liking white people and vice versa. You can't force a white person to like black people if you don't, if they're not going to like them, you know? But you can make it so they don't have power. You can make it so that they will never get power because it's looked upon and frowned upon to be somebody who's like a prejudiced idiot or a bigot yeah you can do that you could take away so much power from government that that even if that person did get power they couldn't have that much power over somebody anyway yeah you can do that but you can't change people's minds and it kind of scares me that if you get into the situation where you're yell, where they're yelling at people, screaming at people, and then also acting violently towards people, because I've seen people say that it's okay to do that, that it becomes some sort of cultural war at that point. You know, it becomes some sort of people digging in and and digging in with their feet and saying, you know what, this 
ends in, this ends violently. It really does. And that kind of terrifies me, especially for my son as well, you know? Let's just, you know, we are people. We are human beings. Just get along. But government is the problem with this because the politicians want the division. And I end in that. The politicians want division and they love it. They thrive on the division. And that's how I'll end the show today, guys, on that. Um, Keep that in mind, though. Politicians want division. So if you're going to be one that goes along with that and decides that you're going to be, you know, choose one side or the other in politics against Donald Trump versus Joe Biden on this versus that, on all this stuff, if you're the one that's going to allow them to divide you, don't let it happen. Because they want that division. Because it gives them more control. Hey guys, that's all I got for you. I appreciate you joining me for another show. Go ahead and check me out on IamTheEmpire.com. You could also check me out by going onto Facebook and on Twitter and just typing in I Am The Empire. You'll find me there. You can email me, Ray, at IamTheEmpire.com. And uh, you can message me through the Facebook as well. That's always an easy way to get, get in touch with me if you just wanted to share your opinions or reviews. That's fine with me. Uh, but yeah, the best thing you could do, though, five-star ratings and reviews are helpful on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you listen through and then if you just keep on coming back share it with your friends as well but come on back on Thursday so you can have clear vision for 2020.